It's The In Show, Australia's only show dedicated to innovation from Adelaide, Australia and across the globe. Hello again, it's Troy Sincock and David Grice and once more we are talking innovation. It's a Monday, so David, it's time to bat up some of those weird and wonderful stories from all around the world and we've had some very, very peculiar ones. <laughs> you really have. Actually, by far so far on the show, my favourite's been the one about the husband storage pods. I often use that in conversation when I'm talking to my friends. <laughs> Remind me of that. That's when people um, go, you know, when you're going shopping with your wife and you just can't take it anymore and then you get to put yourself in isolation and play games. And that kind well, of actually, thing. more so it's the wife being able to put you into this glass box and you sit there and recline, you can have a sleep, you can play video games, you can watch videos, you can do whatever you want while your wife's off having a lovely time without you nagging and worrying her, which I just think is fantastic. I reckon I would really embrace that to be perfectly honest. Now this one though is going to be quite, quite strange. You know the Yeti? Do you yes. believe in the Yeti? Well, you know, I believe in the myth that is the Yeti, yeah, absolutely. You know, we've all seen those obscured photos where you can't quite make out what the thing is, but it doesn't look like anything you've seen before. Well, apparently we're about to find out definitively today whether the Yeti actually exists. Oh dear, I don't know whether I'm prepared for this. (laughs) All right, Claire, what have you got for us today? Thanks, David and Troy. This week I'll be talking about iron lungs and whether Yetis are real. But first... Researchers have identified a possible solution that could save the Great Barrier Reef from the damage caused by bleaching and starfish. It's a new life support system that uses source reefs. A group of researchers from England, Queensland and the Australian Government Research Agency, CSIRO, found areas that could be used to produce larvae. They found over 100 source reefs that could be used to repair other parts of the reef by scattering fertilised eggs. The eggs that are produced in these reefs will be swept away by currents into other areas throughout the annual reproduction cycle to help the Great Barrier Reef repair itself. These individual reefs have been chosen because they're connected by currents to other reefs and they have a low chance of dying from bleaching. Changes to light, nutrients and temperatures cause coral to release symbiotic algae that bleaches it white. These reefs have also been chosen because they don't have many crown-of-thorn starfish, which are carnivorous coral-eating organisms. Although scientists say this won't safeguard the reef's future, it seems it is a step in the right direction. The maker community is rallying together to save a woman living in an iron lung. Martha Lillard has polio, which is an extremely infectious disease that attacks the nervous system and sometimes causes paralysis. The 69-year-old Oklahoma woman has been paralysed since she was five. For over six decades, she's been relying on her 360-kilo iron lung to breathe. Martha spends half of each day laying inside her 50-year-old iron lung, which is a long cylinder that covers her entire body except her head, which pokes out at one end. On the opposite side, a mechanical lever tugs on leather bellows, generating enough negative pressure to force her to breathe. Iron lungs have been phased out since 2004 and experts estimate only about six people still use them in the US. But Martha can't use modern ventilators because they cause her serious health issues like inflammation and asthma. Now her iron lung needs spare parts which aren't manufactured anymore. So the maker community have come together to find a way to create the parts. They think they can use 3D printers, scanners and computers to reverse engineer the parts once they have access to design drawings. It's an incredible display of kindness which will hopefully save and prolong the lives of the last few remaining polio survivors. Have you ever wondered if Yetis are real? Well, researchers from the University at Buffalo in New York have found Yetis aren't real. A yeti, otherwise known as the abominable snowman, is a large, hairy and tall animal that looks like an ape. 
The team conducted a DNA study of nine supposed Yeti samples, including hair, skin and bone, but found that eight were from bears native to the Himalayas and the other was from a dog. Charlotte Lindqvist, who was in charge of leading the genetic analysis, believes this is conclusive proof that the Yeti is just a type of black or brown bear. Until now, the true identity of the creature has evaded scientists who've been doubtful that the mythical beast even exists. According to folklore, it roams the snow-covered mountains in Tibet and Nepal. Despite this finding, Charlotte believes the legend of the Yeti will most likely live on as it has become an important part of the culture of the Himalayan villages. And that's what's in news this week. Thanks, Claire. Well, David, I am shattered about this because the abominable snowman or the Yeti I thought this, you know, was going to live on forever. I almost don't like the fact that science has got involved in this and is trying to tell us that the Yeti doesn't exist. Like eight were bears and one was a dog. I mean, there's got to be other samples. Is, is really, is nine samples enough? Well, I'll tell you what, after a few red wines, you know, you could think anything's anything. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to say, you know, it does sort of paint the picture of, you know, the person that is travelling in these areas, you know, they're climbing up mountains, the oxygen's getting thin, they've been climbing for days, you know, they see this site and they're probably hallucinating at the time, they don't really know what's going on, they see this thing and their head creates it to be something that it's really not. It's kind of a bit dis- disappointing, but actually most of them could be bears. Yeah, look, it is. I, I really do agree with you. I think... I think um that mystery surrounding it's like the you know the Loch Ness monster yes. really isn't it you know is that real or is it not we haven't got any scientific evidence but I'm sure we're going to find some soon but uh, now the mystery of the Yeti is uh, but is the science right that's the question yeah, that's that's true <laughs> when you talk about the Loch Ness monster I mean what else could that be other than a massive sort of dinosaur that lives under the water. Oh, I've got, got I mean, no I seriously idea. don't know. No, I don't either. And and to be honest, that also begs the question around the Bermuda Triangle. Like, does that exist? And, you know, <laughs> do things disappear in that as well? And like, honestly, let's, uh, you know, I'd love to see some, you know, exploration around that as well. Okay. I think what we're saying is that um, there's still plenty of things unexplained and we're not entirely convinced that the Yeti doesn't exist. Well, no. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the In Show podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a comment, even rate us five stars. Do you reckon we're worth it, David? Well, I'm hoping so. <laughs> <laughs> now, tomorrow on the podcast, we have got a woman who has travelled the globe. Yeah, and she's a user experience specialist. Now, we're going to unravel the mystery of what a user experience specialist does. You know, like we, we look at the technology that's emerging now and we look at how it's infiltrating our very lives, but we have people that are dedicated to actually making sure the experience of us using the technology is something that's, you know, positive and and engaging right across the board. Her name's Melissa Cooper. She's just back from America where she was working in Silicon Valley for six years and now she's doing some incredible work here in Australia. We're going to find out about her experience and what she's up to tomorrow on the InShow podcast. The InShow News, brought to you by Adelaide Smart City Studio. Subscribe to the InShow podcast on iTunes. A Dave and the Beanstalk production.